Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamjolinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Last episode of the year. I can't believe it. What a year. What a year. And we're almost at our 300th episode. Yeah. We've been trucking along, people. Two episodes a week. One of these days, we'll have five episodes a week. <laughs> God willing. <laughs> and you all will be familiar with what we look like, too. Yeah, hopefully. So, Sarah, before we get into the question I wanted to ask you, how are we feeling having seen the Barbie trailer? I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I am so excited. I don't know if that was based on fact. It starts off by saying, like, little girls only had baby dolls to play with until Barbie came along. And I was like, is that true? Someone gave Zoe, like, a Barbie doll for her second birthday. She's not there yet. Strictly baby dolls. Loves holding hands with Ariel on the couch. <laughs> so, like, big dolls, baby dolls, but not Barbie dolls yet. I think Barbie dolls are more, like, four and up, you know? Did you have a my size Barbie? Oh, my God. I had... So many fucking Barbies. It's conflicting because it's like so much of it obviously impacts like how <laughs> I see myself like growing up with a bunch of like white friends with blonde hair. And then there was one Asian Barbie doll that I had that they probably had available in like the 90s. But it was all obviously like during that time, like it was mostly like the blonde Barbie doll. Everything I owned. So much Barbie. So, so much Barbie. You too, obviously. Like the head, the head where you could like do the hair and the makeup. Yes. Loved that. I had a Barbie Hot Wheels Corvette, the big ones that were, you know, that you felt like you were driving. I was obsessed. I thought like I was, I mean, at however old I was, three, four. I loved that thing. I have this picture from a Christmas that I need to share that it's like me. And then I have like a pink vanity set that I got for Christmas. And then it's like me holding a Barbie. Then it's like a Barbie dream house. And then like the Barbie like car. Very spoiled. It's just like, Pink. Pink everywhere. I have to say, seeing Margot Robbie as Barbie, I got chills. I got chills on my arms. I know. She was born to be Barbie. The Ryan Gosling, Simu Liu. Simu and then Issa Rae as maybe Nikki. It's just all so good. I think this is going to be this generation's Clueless. It gave me a Clueless vibe. Yeah, like it feels very iconic already. Yes. Like it just needs to be good. I think we're going to get some amazing Barbie fashion. Oh my God, so much. Such good makeup, hair moments. It's going to be campy. I have faith in Greta Gerwig. I think that she's in on everything. I think that she's like a smart, clever writer, director. There's just so much pressure, but it already looks so good. So I cannot wait. So if you have not seen this trailer, by all means, it's a teaser. It's not a trailer. It's like a teaser. There's going to be like song and dance. It appears so. And you know what? Ryan Gosling can sing and dance, by the way. 
Can Margot Robbie sing? I guess so. No idea. She probably had to learn, but I don't really care when she looks like that. It's like an Audrey Hepburn moment. It's fine. Your face is enough. Your face is enough, Margot Robbie. (laughs) The part that killed me was when (laughs) the little girl with the glasses is looking up at this giant looking Barbie. And it's literally actually the Barbie doll. You can tell because of the way the arms are positioned and then they shine the light on it and it's Margot. I think it's going to be funny. Chucks the baby doll. Oh, my God. It's so funny. (laughs) Chucks the baby doll into outer space. Well, it's funny because like the opening scenes of the little girls playing with the dolls and they're like wearing neutral florals and colors. It reminds me very much of the toys and the aesthetic that's trending right now with like babies and nurseries and kids rooms. And there was actually an article, I think it was on The Atlantic, where it was like kids like color, like stop making these toys and nurseries just brown. And first of all, you're just asking for stains. And secondly, maybe you like that aesthetic, but like kids love color. (laughs) Let your kid be a kid, man. Nothing is wrong with like a bright red and pink. Your kid's room doesn't have to be a vibe. Some of the rooms look so cold, you know? That's how I feel about Kim Kardashian's house. Burr. Do you have to like bundle up to be in this house? Like it looks literally frigid. And so uninviting. Like, she's like, here are some favorite shots of my house. And I'm like, it looks like you're in a pottery barn or something. Like, this is weird. Yeah, or a museum. Just like, you can't touch anything. Which is why then when they open up to, like, the Barbie world or whatever, and it's like pink and, like, vibrant, it just looks like so much fun. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be great. I cannot wait. Let's manifest having Margo on the pod. I would actually love to have Ryan Gosling on the pod. That man had to bleach his hair. He had to get spray tans. He seems to be really into this movie too. No, I would not be functioning properly. I'd have to do it like camera off. We're two voices just in the void. (laughs) It's like, Ryan, can you do a podcast with these two hosts? They're not going to be on camera. They just want to stare at you and ask questions. But you have to be on camera. In full, full Ken costume. (laughs) Give us the Kennergy. Oh my God. Okay, well, we have so much to look forward to in 2023 in terms of beauty and entertainment. But Sarah, I wanted to ask you, what are three things that made you happy this year? Three things that you did or that you accomplished or that you just enjoyed? Uh, Okay, these are so hard to do. I hate doing them because it's so hard to remember what you did in the beginning of the year. The thing that I think of at the top of my head, obviously, is our first IRL live recording which was a long time coming. It could not have been more perfect and iconic. And so many people reached out to me to say like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you too, because I know how hard you guys have been working to make this happen. And I'm like, oh my God, did you? I'm not even being sarcastic. Like, I was like, wow, like, I guess like we really have. It's something that we've really, really been dreaming about for so long. So that was a huge moment for us, obviously. I'll count having another child for next year. (laughs) I would say being pregnant with your second child is a big one. It's a big one, but I'll (laughs) save that for next year. Successfully raising a two-year-old with one trip to the emergency room felt like a big win. Yes, I would agree. 100%. It's just like so much fun. It's just the most fun watching her like interact with the world. And she's like, She's so smart, but she's also so silly. Last night, she was like putting her finger in her nose and she was like 
running around the house saying mustache butt and she thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and I was like, what are you, what? She was like, mustache butt. And she was like trying to like make us laugh. I'm like, are you a little comedian? Oh, she's a little stand-up comedian? Ooh. I know. She's like a musician, stand-up comedian. She's got confidence. What about you? Uh, I was going to say the IRL event, very proud of that. Very proud how it came together. And I feel like everybody had a good time. I threw a very amazing 40th birthday party for Patrick. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. To celebrate him. A lot of time, a lot of planning went into it, but he was so gracious and so happy. And I think he had a good time and I think everyone had a good time. So I put that on my list of accomplishments this year. And then I've been really proud of the work I've been doing with Allure. I love that they give me this autonomy to like pitch them things that I think are interesting. And they're like, yeah, okay, like do it, (laughs) see how it goes. And, you know, they're not an entertainment publication, they're a beauty publication, but everything that I try to do for the most part is kind of centered in that. And now we're going to have a column next year that will be consistent every month focused on entertainment and beauty coming together. And that was just a result of me like really just being passionate, not only about the story, but like wanting to make content from it. And that was a thing that I was like struggling with, like trying to find my niche. And Susan actually brought that up before we started recording last week. But she was like, I'm really proud of you because she and I have talked about it a lot. I'm like, I feel like I just don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I feel like I can't cut through all the chatter and all the voices. And I don't really know what my angle is or who who I am anymore. Because when you're online perpetually, (laughs) you like get lost. I feel like a lot of people make content just to make content, you know, just to like be out there. And it's like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to have a reason to like post something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've always made really incredible content. But I feel like Susan said, it's not even the fact that like you were like trying to figure it out because I feel like comes so seamlessly to you. It clicked. And then all of a sudden everyone was like, yep, yep more of this. Yeah, I, I, I felt the exact same way. This is really what I want to do. I think those are the three things I'm most proud of. Obviously, the podcast is a big part of that. The IRL event, but I think also just the voices and the people that we've had featured and not just celebrities like, you know, we've had Haley and Halsey and we've had all these amazing people. This year, it became very apparent to me that like Kirby and I are almost now considered like veterans in this industry compared to like the other writers and reporters and editors that are there. We actually have been around for a really long time. The relationships that we've built, the partnerships we've had with brands over the years, like it's all really paid off and come to like fruition and all of the amazing things that we've been able to do, like on the podcast through like all of your incredible stories on Allure, things that I've been able to do at Refinery. We've worked our asses off and paid our dues. And like, we're just so grateful that we get to do this as a as a job and that we still get to work with like some of our favorite people that have hopped around from brand to brand and have watched brands grow and also helped them grow. Like, it's just very rewarding to come to like a place in your career where you're like, yeah, that's really awesome. And thank you to everyone that supports this podcast. Like when some of you at the live taping came up and were like excited to take pictures with us and stuff, I'm like, it really is crazy that we started this almost three years ago. It'll be four years next year. (laughs) I'm like, how old are we? I don't know. I don't know. But we appreciate all the support. 
I just wanted to kick things off with some positives because we don't really do that a lot of the time. We rarely like reflect on the good stuff, you know? Thank you, everyone, for indulging us in that. All of our listeners are a huge part of the reason why we're even able to say any of these things. So here's to more fun stuff in 2023, minus my little mat leave, but I'll still be here. She will still be kicking with Los Angeles. I'll be reporting with a baby and my baby Bjorn. Carrier. Okay. A reminder, Los Angeles Awards are happening We shared the link to where you can vote, the Google form. There's been so many people voting already and people sharing, which thank you. So exciting. I love like checking to see like who's winning. Same, same. It's really interesting. I don't think I'm surprised, but I am kind of like, oh, I did not expect, like I keep refreshing the page. I'm like, wow, the numbers keep growing. And then I'm looking at the little pie chart of who's winning And it's pretty fascinating to see. I think the best product launch of the year is the one I'm the most surprised by right now. It's neck and neck between one thing that I was like, I thought for sure was going to win. But there's another product that's beating it by like one vote at the moment. But I also feel like some of the brands in the new product launch of the year haven't shared that they're nominated yet. And I feel like that could change a few things. So you all have until December 21st at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to submit your votes. Please only vote once. No cheating. If you're really passionate, I guess, and you're going out of your way, sure. Why not? Listen, if someone's going to make a whole other email account to vote, then whatever. I respect it. Not going to hate on that. I'm also curious if you all feel like we left a brand out or product out or there was something that like you really felt like was your winner of the year please leave a comment because I'm just really curious we we tried really hard to include everything yes but I will say people said that it was a difficult voting ballot people said that everything was good and that they had a hard time picking so I feel confident that we read the room the Los Angeles Awards will air on Friday January 6th Where were you January 6th? Listening to the Los Angeles Awards. There you go. Of 2023. That's what you were doing. (laughs) January 6th is my birthday. So we'll just remember that. That's how you remember January 6th. Yes. That that happened on your birthday. Wild times. I know. In the middle of freaking COVID. Isn't it also Elvis's birthday? Yeah. Me and Elvis. Elvis is a Capricorn. I always forget that. January 6th (laughs) and Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc? Yeah, I remember growing up and I was like, oh, why do I have such lame celebrities on my birthday? But I'm like, actually, those are quite iconic. And how do they know that Joan of Arc was born on January 6th, 1412? That's what I want to know. How do they figure that stuff out? Hold on. Wait, I want to look at my celebrity birthdays. Mine are Haley Williams from Paramore. Oh, my God. Did you guys share that when you... I did. I shared that at the end of our interview. It was pretty cute. Your fave, Timothee Chalamet. Like, the girl from Poltergeist, Heather O'Rourke, who died. The little girl from Poltergeist, born on December 27th. There's, like, a lot of TikTok stars that I don't recognize (laughs) at all. This is my favorite. Olivia Cook from House of the Dragon. Stonin. That is a good one. That's the one. And then Savannah Guthrie. Love her. 
All right. Some people were messaging us like, how can we support Los Angeles? And I, I think that's like such a sweet thing to ask. So thank you. The best way to support us is to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review. That is still kind of like cash is king, like Apple Podcast reviews are king. Subscribing is very important. Follow us on Spotify if you prefer. You can't leave a review on Spotify, but you can vote us like five stars or whatever. Vote us five stars. Even though subscribing and following is huge, sharing our episodes with a friend is major. Podcasting mostly is word of mouth. I found some of my favorite podcasts just from a friend being like, oh my God, have you listened to this episode or have you heard about this? So if you feel so inclined, please, as Cody Rigsby says on Peloton, have the courage to share <laughs> to share an episode with a friend. It makes me laugh. Like what? Like why would you need courage to share a Los Angeles episode? So share with a friend, leave a positive review. And of course, follow us on social. We're on TikTok. We're trying to build over there, but we're mostly on Facebook, our Facebook group, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter, not as much because it's kind of a nightmare over there, but I think the community is mostly on the Facebook group and then on Instagram. Buy merch. The monetary way is to buy merch. Beyond that, I just feel like it's also a good conversation starter because people are like, what's Los Angeles? I have people coming out of the woodwork asking me to send them. And I'm like, babes, I'm running a biz. Love ya. My mother had to pay for her own sweatshirt. I know. Matt was on a Zoom call meeting. And he texted me and he was like, I feel like this woman is wearing a Los Angeles sweatshirt because it's the same color. And but he like didn't know who she was. I don't know. I can't remember if he followed up with her, but I thought that was so funny. I was like, how amazing that that be. Um, but yeah, our merch is so cute. It's not going to come in time for the holidays, but it'll be a nice present to yourself for the new year. It's very, very comfy. We have some celeb friends who wear them, too. So you'll be in good company. I mean, we can't post it, but Gwen Stefani. We can't post it. Yeah. <laughs> Just visualize Gwen Stefani wearing it and looking super cute. Drinking out of a mug and looking really cute. Yeah. She sent us a photo and we were like, thank you. Please wear this in public. Okay, Sarah. Okay, let's talk about it. This is the year in search episode. This is like the culmination of everything that has been going on in beauty on the internet. This is what a lot of us were Googling. Some of it makes sense. Some of it I'm like, oh, and that's weird. I had to Google it again to see what people were talking about. So yeah, at the end of the year, Google shares like their most Googled terms in all categories. But obviously today here, we're going to go over the beauty ones. So makeup, skincare, nails, and hair. Kirby, what are some of the makeup trends that you were excited to see, but also like Okay, a lot of these were me like side eyeing them, but they were big trends. We have to remember too, people Googling, a lot of them aren't beauty experts, right? So it's like, this is like new to them. Yes, they're trying to figure out some of these I may edit to like what the actual trend was. So one of them was the tired eyes trend. Do you remember this? Where they were making themselves look purposefully dark under eye. Oh my God, that's right. It was like the children. Yeah, this was earlier this year, but they were taking, you know, some type of blue or purple something or another, putting it in the corner of their eyes to make them look more tired, more hollowed out. All of us who have been losing collagen are like, uh, yeah, don't expedite the process, babes. You're not going to like this look when you actually have them. 
It's cute when you are little collagen-filled baby face, but no. Honestly, it reminded me of heroin chic. Which, like, yikes, but yeah. It just looks very, like, rock and roll. Yes, but not necessarily what I would want to promote. No. Okay, the Addison Ray lip gloss trend. Do you know what this was? I can't remember. I remember there was something with her, but is it from Item Beauty? Is it that thing? It's her putting her lip gloss in between her mouth and her teeth, biting it and applying the lip gloss. That was the trend. It was like a TikTok video trend. So she was putting the applicator in her mouth, screwing off the top, turning it around and then putting it on. I guess if you're filming a video, you know, you only have one hand. She put the lip gloss, bit it between her teeth to hold it, took the applicator out and applied it. That was the trend. It was just for convenience, but it became a trend. A TikTok trend. Yeah. I was like, oh, is it like, you know, the way that she applied the lip gloss? No. The white dot trend. Amanda Mitchell did this. And it's the four dots, the four white dots above, below the eye and to the side, inner corner, outer corner. And it's supposed to attract men. It's supposed to mesmerize men. These white dots mesmerize men. It was inconclusive, right? It didn't really work out for her. No, I think it's just one of those things where like people are just looking at you more and then maybe they'll ask you. Excuse me while I drop a name real quick, but <clears throat> Robin Rihanna Fenty, when I went to interview her, she complimented my eye makeup, not because I was doing the white dot trend, but because I had gems, gems. And I did, I did it above, below, inner and outer corner. And the first thing she said to me is, I love your makeup. You look so beautiful. There's no better compliment than that. So if you would like for Rihanna to potentially compliment you, do the white dot trend or anyone to compliment you. When we interview Ryan Gosling, which I will be manifesting for 2023, I'm going to do the white dot trend and I, and he's going to be mesmerized by us and he's going to go, wow, I really like y'all's makeup. Oh my God. That was also a big highlight of the year is our inter encounters with Rihanna. That was a major headlight, highlight of my life, actually. Oh, you know what I was going to say? So one of these last trends is the dark lip liner trend. And it's not a trend. And it's not just dark lips liner. It was the brown lip liner. And this was kind of spun out of controversy. Hailey Biba, she, you know, took a Makeup Forever, like brown artist pencil, lined her lips, put the lip glaze on top and called it, what was it? Chocolate glazed donut lips. People said she was appropriating different cultures and things like that. I think it kind of got out of hand at one point. But brown lip liner is not a new thing. It's not a new thing. It's been happening. A very prominent brown lip liner without like any brown lipstick or anything inside. That has been going on. Years and years and years. Decades. It's funny how the younger generation saw Haley took this and then was like, she created a trend. Yeah, I think for a lot of the younger generation, it was just also discovering like lip liners in general. I agree. And I have to say that it is crazy being 35 years old because you're old enough to know things, but still young enough to be learning certain things. And sometimes on Instagram, I'm like, this is wild. There is an account that I follow that posted a clip of The Notebook. And it's when Rachel McAdams is telling Ryan Gosling that she wants a house with blue shutters and a porch so she can do art. And then he, you know, starts making the house for her. There are people in the comments that are going, what movie is this? Stop it. I can't. 
I'm shook. And it's and it's like people are like the notebook and they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I need to watch it. And I'm like, you know what? We are educating the new the children on. Sarah is so disgusted by this. I can't. That movie was my entire personality for like six years. Same. I wanted to know us so bad. Uh, my my high school boyfriend, Jonathan Shaner, if you're listening, shout out to Jonathan Shaner. We had the most tumultuous but romantic relationship of my life. I'm not kidding. It was wild. We fought all the time, but we were like obsessed with each other. It was Noah and Allie. And we like really, we really fed in to that dynamic. Okay. And the, the movie came out when we were in high school. Yep. 2004. Yeah. All that to say is the children, they're still kind of learning. So I don't fault anyone that's younger. I thought that was a good learning experience for TikTok in particular. Just because Taylor Bieber did it doesn't mean she started it. We love context. Yes. History. Google that instead. Who started this? <laughs> have they seen Mean Girls? Please. I don't want to know. That movie was... They probably have not seen Clueless. They have to. Clueless is like a cultural moment. They're also so like woke that a lot of these movies are going to offend them. You got to think about it in context. You got to think about it in context to the times. I was in fourth grade when that movie came out. I had no idea what was going on half the time. Did you know Christian was gay when you first watched it? Okay, I was in fourth grade. Did that stop me from dating gay men in high school? No. Yeah, you dated a gay man. So you lived out the share fantasy. You really did live out the share fantasy living in <laughs> California, dating a gay man. That was my dream as a child, except I did not realize Christian was gay. Oh, that's so pure of you. It was subtle. Yeah, I was 10. I didn't even know what gay was. I, could, I couldn't even tell you what being gay was. Growing up in Texas. Correct. Correct. OK, skincare questions. Ooh, these are interesting. And I'm actually very impressed. I like these. OK, so niacinamide comes up three times. Yep. What is niacinamide in skincare? What is niacinamide good for? And how to add niacinamide to a skincare routine? I would say I think that niacinamide was the ingredient of the year. Would you say? It was like in everything. We saw at the tail end of last year, it really started to gain steam. And then this year it was like you did not see a skincare product without niacinamide. And I think we discussed this. Too much niacinamide is a bad thing. You don't need niacinamide in every single product you're using. Maybe find a serum or a moisturizer that incorporates it. But for the most part, like you want it maybe in one product that you're utilizing in your routine. What is slugging? Still going strong. Is hyaluronic acid safe for pregnancy? Interesting. Yes, it is. Yes. And I think probably the reason why people are Googling that, there was probably some type of trend on TikTok where some doctor, dancing doctor, said that hyaluronic acid <laughs> was bad. Right? Like, surely that's why they're Googling it. Or perhaps people are being told, use hyaluronic acid. It's good for retaining moisture in the skin. But people get confused by the acid component and they think it's like an exfoliator. They think it's something like that. Totally. Yep, you're right. What is BHT in skincare? This was the one that confused me. I was like, BHA? Well, so BHA is also on there. It's butylated hydroxytoline, toline, BHT. Okay, so this is one of the first things that pops up. It's from L'Oreal. Let's click on it. It's a synthetic antioxidant used to help stabilize cosmetic ingredients and prolong their efficacy. Interesting. So it's kind of like a preservative. Yeah. Something happened where this was demonized. 
And that's what people are freaking out about. If you go to the EWG website, which again, I just want to make it very clear. I do not trust the EWG (laughs) at all. There's so many issues with this particular website, but I know a lot of people rely on it. So I like to see what they say about things. EWG claims that this is a fair ingredient. It is a preservative in food and personal care products that there's a moderate risk for cancer and allergies and immunotoxicity. Okay, so this probably became a thing because, again, TikTok beauty influencers, quote unquote, who are preaching about toxic chemicals in your beauty ingredients were probably like grouping BHA with like sulfates and parabens and things like that, saying that it was bad. BHT. Sorry, BHT. Yeah. And if you go to Paula's Choice, they have their ingredient dictionary, which is extremely helpful and I feel like extremely thorough and fact-based. They rate BHT as good. And they say it's a potent synthetic antioxidant. It helps keep delicate ingredients stable and it's considered safe for use in cosmetics. And that Amounts of 0.02% or less are considered safe. However, controversial reports have been published since the 70s that digestive metabolites of BHT could cause health problems and that the amount that's normally used in a cosmetic is 0.0002% to 0.5% and that this does not pose a risk to the skin and the safety assessment for this ingredient was non-irritating and it does not penetrate the skin far enough to be absorbed into the drops bloodstream. Y'all, I got a lip flip. So my top lip is like a little higher and it's making me struggle to pronounce different words. Apologies. That's so interesting to me. I would love to trace it back. I just can't believe that rose up above everything else. Yeah, because that was the third most asked question. The other ones, you know, make sense to me. Like, how long does skincare last? Can you refrigerate your skincare? What does retinol do? And then it's like, what is BHT in skincare? It's so specific. So yeah. Moving on to nails. There's no shock to me here that the number one is Hailey Bieber nails. That girl had a chokehold on the nail community. Hailey Bieber nails. And can I just say, I know that everyone was already talking about her nails, but Miss Megan Decker was the one who asked about it, got it on tape, on record, and helped to start this global phenomenon. I went to go get my nails done yesterday, red chrome, ho, ho, ho. And I was sitting next to a girl and she had her phone out and Haley Bieber was on her feed. And then I opened my phone and Haley Bieber was on my feed. I'm like, this girl is literally just pushed to every single person. It's crazy, her influence. We were at the nail salon. It makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, now I'm like, I need candy cane nails. Do y'all follow Haley? I'm curious, like, about the Glam Julino community. I'm wondering if it's like, is that just a New York, LA thing? Or is it like a global? Oh, it is a global thing. I mean, I guess you're right. Because the power of the Bieber, there's a reason why she trends all the time. You know what I mean? My cousins in the Philippines are, like, obsessed with everything she does, too. She's that girl. She's the it girl. So we have Hailey Bieber nails. Then I think like chrome nails and chocolate glazed donut nails are definitely like linked to her. Euphoria nails. Euphoria had a huge nail moment this particular season. The makeup looks were a little bit more subdued than they were in season one. And that was intentional. But they went and they worked with Natalie Minerva, who created these incredibly intricate, detailed press on nails. 
for everyone, mostly Maddie and maybe a few other people in the cast, but no surprise there that Euphoria trended. What is the red nail theory? So red nail theory is similar to like the white dot eyeliner and that people will pay attention to you more and like it'll increase your likelihood of being asked out on a date. Just like you gain more attention. I mean, I definitely feel like when I wear red nails, like it's not even that I'll get more attention, but I feel a certain way sexier, more confident, some type of way. I feel some type of way with my red chrome nails. (laughs) Half moon nails. So we covered this, the half moon manicure on Refinery, and it was one of our top search stories of the year, which is so wild. That was a trend like 10 years ago. It was a trend 10 years ago, and it was also a look that was made popular in Don't Worry Darling by Florence Pugh. Interesting. In the movie, and I think that definitely sparked its resurgence because we covered it after that too. That makes sense. Let's move on to celebrity hair. This one I was like, who are some of these people? Same. Well, first and foremost, Jada Pinkett Smith is at the top of this list. And I'm not surprised by this. The slap happened at the Oscars. It was directly related to the fact that Jada deals with alopecia and... Yeah, people wanted to know, like, what's going on with Jada Pinkett Smith. Dixie D'Amelio is second on this list. And I have to say, I think this look is the look that she should have had from the beginning of time. Do you know what she did? I just Googled it. Who else could pull off such a beautiful buzz cut like that? And I think I think Laura Polko did it. Yep, Laura Polko did it. Okay. In September, Dixie shaved her head. It's not even shaved. It's like a very crop, gamine, almost Mia Farrow-ish cut. Like Demi Moore. Yes, it's very Demi Moore. So Laura Polko, it's it's funny. She like commented. She's like, wow, Dixie D'Amelio, I love you. It's been fun. See you when your hair's back. But I love you and loved having this moment with you that you've been talking about since the day I met you. Because yeah, like Laura works with her, but it's like, what do I do now? Laura's probably like, I'm creating an iconic thing for you, but I'm also depressed because now I'm not going to be working with you. Her face shape is she is born to have this cut. I'm obsessed. Like I look at her and I'm like, oh my God, I want to cut my hair like that. But I would never do it because I would never look like her. (laughs) Oh my God, don't do it. Don't, don't. If you're thinking about it, just admire Dixie. Who is Brandon Marsh? Excuse me for my ignorance. I'm just like, this guy is... I think he's a baseball player. He's third on the list. Oh, he has like pretty epic beard hair situation. He's with the Philadelphia Phillies. I was looking at the list and I was like, Brooks Kepka. I think he's a golfer. Why is he on this list? And then I Googled it and he like bleached his hair for some, which is, you know, no unusual for a professional golfer. We got Jimmy Butler, NBA player. So Jimmy Butler was like known for having sort of like he had shorter hair for most of his career. And then I guess he was rocking some dreadlocks in October. Patrick goes, did he do something different? Okay, so he had short hair and then he did dreads. That's what people were Googling? Yes, and they wanted to know if it was real, if his dreadlocks were real. Oh, wow. Crystal Gale. My mom loved Crystal Gale when I was growing up. So that's why I'm familiar with her. She's a Capricorn. She was or is an American country music singer. And her like biggest hit is Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue. Her older sister is Loretta Lynn. So she comes from an iconic family. Her hair 
very much had it's like this long, almost black, shiny, shiny long hair. It's very much like Cher back in the day. So maybe it was trending because of that. But like her hair was literally so long. It went down to her. Like if you Google photos of her, her hair was past her butt. Why do we think she like is trending again? Because I think of how long her hair was. But this was from a different time. Yes, this is from like the 70s. This is from a a long time ago. But she had this long, iconic hair. So I guarantee you that like someone on TikTok, remember when Olivia Newton-John, may she rest in peace, someone we lost this year, when her song Hopelessly Devoted to You started trending and everyone was like doing blown out hair. I feel like this has to have been like someone had their hair down to their butt and then people started posting videos with a song of Crystal Gales on TikTok or something. This is interesting about Jimmy Butler. (laughs) Is this what you were going to say? This is what Patrick said. He did have these extensions over the summer, but he's back to normal. And they were extensions. Were Jimmy Butler's dreadlocks real? Why Heat Star switched up hairstyle in off season? Oh, and there's like a whole video of what he did. This is hilarious. He's got great style. So I'm not surprised that he was game to try something new. Oh my God, I love this. I love this. That's great. No, I'm talking about Teresa's wedding hair because we like wanted to talk about this as a news item, but we did it and I'm just glad we get to talk about it because boy, oh boy. It, it was like toddlers and tiaras chic. The biggest hair I've ever seen in my life. Fake hair. How much did it weigh? How did it stay on her head? It was definitely a moment. When you think of pop culture moments, that was one of them. Her wedding and her hair. And I love that she's living her truth. Someone was probably like, Teresa, no, you can't do this. This is this is absurd. And she said, this is what I've wanted my whole life. Yeah, like, let me live. This is my wedding. Let me do the wedding I want to do. I respect it. Lastly, and no surprise, let Sarah get this yawn out. Do you want to say it? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I know we have some listeners who are like, oh my God, all you guys do is talk about Hailey Bieber. We do. And also, this is just facts. It is. It is facts. We're a part of the population that contributed to this. We are. You are part of the problem, listeners. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Hailey Bieber is the world's most popular celebrity makeup inspiration for 2022, with searches for her makeup looks increasing by 421% compared to last year. Videos for the hashtag Hailey Bieber makeup received a whopping 167 million views on TikTok and Google searches for her beauty looks. Again, rose up by over 400%. We feel it. We see it. How long will this last? Keep riding the wave, girl. Keep doing it. Like the fascination that people have with her. I mean, she's literally trending on Twitter right now for no reason at all, except for the fact that people are just tweeting something about Hailey Bieber like every second of the day. It is absolutely insane. It's like how a few years ago, we never thought Kylie Jenner would ever fall from her throne. You know, like it was like everything she did, even though like I think Hailey's makeup look and vibe is much more approachable. I think overall more relatable. Kylie Jenner, you probably remember, it was like every single thing she did, people were like, oh my God, I need her lip kit, her nails, everything. Even if they didn't like her, they would read whatever it was. I think I even mentioned this one time on the pod. I wrote a story about every single thing that Kylie bought at Sephora. It was like the top trending 
story for like months, months. She had gone to Sephora like 800 more times after that. And it was crazy. And people were clicking on every single link to get what she bought. She was selling out product. And that's very much what Haley does. And so when people are like, why is everybody obsessed with Haley Bieber? It's kind of what Susan said, that the consumer has so much power because the consumer is searching for her so much publishers know this and they want to get those clicks and they want to get that affiliate link money. So they will continue to cover whatever she does because they know it's going to benefit them. The return on the investment of writing that one story is going to be tenfold. And I think Sarah and I can also speak to this, you know, like we didn't really know that much about Haley before she came on the podcast. We knew that people liked her. We didn't think that was going to be like best episode we've ever done in our lives. And it was in terms of listeners and in terms of the rate in which we got new subscribers, her episode blew every other episode out of the water this year. Like when we got our Spotify wrapped for Los Angeles, more people listened, 999% more people listened to that episode than any other episode we had done. And we like tripled our listenership. It was crazy. So I think people, what's that? What is that lyric? It's not even a lyric. It's like a saying. I, I, I recently found out that it's actually a saying and not a, a lyric that Taylor Swift made up. Okay, Gen Z. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Patrick's like, that's actually like a prolific saying. I'm like, oh, I thought Taylor Swift made it up. <laughs> it's familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> so when you're constantly... <laughs> Patrick's like... I'm like, God, Taylor Swift is so smart because she had this lyric and it's like, it really speaks to me. It's actually Aristotle. <laughs> it's like a famous philosopher, bitch, like get a clue. But that's like the thing. It's like when you constantly see people in the headlines, like at some point people are going to turn on you and they're going to get sick of it. And that's just because you're constantly in the news and people are searching for you. But like you're still being searched and still being popularized because there is a large faction of people that do want to see that content. Totally. Wild. Wild. So Haley Bieber, number one. Can you guess who number two is? If you had to guess. Sydney Sweeney. No, she's not even on this list. She, I would say she had a big year last year and like year before. She also had a big year this year at Fashion Week in Paris and just in general. Kim Kardashian? No, no. And you know what's weird? Chloe made the list, but not Kim. Oh, good for Chloe. I'm like, oh, I can't believe Chloe made it and Courtney didn't make it. It's Bella. Bella Hadid, number two. Number three, Matilda. Wow. Yep. TikToker. Then Lily Rose Depp. Then at five and six, we've got Selena and then Taylor. Taylor did turn out some good beauty looks this year. She did. And I feel like she would have been higher, but it was like later in the year. You know what I mean? Then we got Rhee, Chloe, Blake Lively, and then Lizzo, which I'm happy to see Lizzo there. Great. Who was your most searched? Who did you and what did you search the most? Always searching Zoe Kravitz. I am always searching the meanings behind specific words. I can't write one thing. I can't post one thing. I cannot reveal my Google search because it is too intimate and also embarrassing. <laughs> like, what does this word mean? Am I even using this word properly? Like words that I've used for decades that I'm like, am I actually using this the right way? I don't know how people existed. Busted out a dictionary. Zoe's going to be so lucky. She's going to sound so smart. And I mean, she's smart already, but you know what I mean? You're just like, Whip it up. Synonym. Intellect. I feel like I'm always curious about the weather, not just here, but in other parts of the world. I love the weather app. It's like probably one of my most used apps. I do use the weather app a lot. 
Whose was your most Googled probably beauty person besides the beeps? Sydney Sweeney? No, I don't. I don't actually think I Googled. I like looked her up on Instagram. That's like my Google for beauty inspo. I don't really think I looked up anybody for beauty inspo because I felt like I spent so much time on TikTok that I would save videos of like techniques and watch those people. But then I necessarily like wasn't obsessed with that person. I was just obsessed with like the information they were giving me. The IMD app is very important to me. I'm, I'm always searching on IMDb, like who did the hair and makeup for this person? I hope that Google doesn't send me a Google wrapped end of year roundup. Because it's going to be like, hey, you're a dumbass. <laughs> Mine would include a bunch of penises. <laughs> you searched a lot of dicks. Yeah. And please don't let your computer get confiscated. <laughs> We've unfortunately had to report you. All right, everyone. Happy end of year. Thank you so much for everything. Please enjoy this quiet period with your friends and loved ones. Or if you don't want to be around your friends and loved ones, enjoy your solitude. I'm all about that life, too. Yes. Don't make too many resolutions because I hate them. Sarah's anti-resolution. You're perfect the way you are. Don't grow. Don't change. Don't push yourself. Room for improvement. Sure. Great. Just don't be too hard on yourself. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.